0: And as always, I want to thank you for watching this evening. And as always, I pray that the Lord has been with you today because even if you feel like He has not, He has been. And I think that's just a wonderful promise to remember that the Lord is with us. Um, whether we're in um, great times of blessing, great times of pain, Great times of loss, the Lord is with us. And uh, today I prayed with a family who has a very serious surgery upcoming. I've been to the funeral home, uh, um, did other visits, and, and all of us are at different places, whether it's the unknown, um, whether it's the loss, whether it's um, blessings. Um, all of us are are in different places. But the great hope that we have, no matter where we are, is the Lord is with us. And tonight as we go through the book of Ruth, I want to talk to you about not letting what other people think of you keep you from being who God wants you to be. If you remember in this passage of the Bible that we have been going through. Naomi and her husband leave Israel. They go to a wicked and pagan land of Moab. Her two sons married two Moabite women. Her husband and her two son-in-laws die. She sees that God has blessed Israel and that she should go back to where she's from. Now you see here that her husband left Israel not for spiritual reasons, but because he was thinking about the flesh and what he needed. But she says, I'm going back to Israel. She tells her two daughter-in-laws, Ophrah and Ruth, don't come with me. I can't give you sons. I can't take care of you. Please stay here. And we looked at how Ophrah said, I'll go back to my own home. I'll go back to my own family, to my own gods. But Ruth had a relationship that wasn't just based on her and Naomi, they had one common thing that binded them together. And that was they both loved the same God. <clears throat> and so we looked last night about how relationships based on family or friends or money or work, those will come and go. But relations that have relationships <clears throat> that have God, at the center of them, they will endure. Whether it's friendship, whether it's family, whether it's marriage, um, a relationship based on Jesus that will last. And so tonight, we look at when Naomi and Ruth make it back to Israel, make it back to Bethlehem. And tonight, I want you to hear this. Because as Naomi comes to town, as Ruth comes to town, what are the response of the people? You see, people were just the same as they were then, as they are now. Some would have been happy to see her. Some would have not been happy to see her. Some would have been willing to say, I told you so. Some would have said, look what has happened to you. All of these emotions would have been running through. But tonight I want you to see how this unfolds in verse 18. When she saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her. Now the two of them went until they came to Bethlehem and it happened when they had come to Bethlehem, that all the city was excited because of them. And the woman said, is this? And the woman said, is this Naomi? But she said to them, Do not call me Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home again empty. Why do you call me Naomi, since the Lord has testified against me, and the Almighty has afflicted me? So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, with her, Who returned from the country of Moab. Now they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of barley harvest. Now you would read that and say, all of the city was excited. They were happy for her. That word in the original Hebrew language doesn't always mean positive. Sometimes it is quoted as stirred. It can mean to murmur. It can mean to roar. It can mean to be defeated in battle. And so it, it can be positive, but it also can be negative. And I think that is important tonight <clears throat> because it tells us that the city was talking about Naomi. They were whispering, they were celebrating, they were gossiping about it. And Naomi knew this was going to happen. But she didn't let what those people thought of her keep her from being and doing what God wanted her to do. But listen to what it says in verse 20. But she said to them, do not call me Naomi, call me Mara. But she honestly just comes to them and tells them the truth. Yes, my sons are dead. Yes, my husband is dead. You know how it is. There are people who would have been saying, maybe her husband left her. Maybe her sons left their wives. Maybe they didn't really die. All the gossip and the murmur that goes on. And Christian, I want to tell you, murmuring and gossiping is a sin. Even if you call it a prayer request, it's sin. And yet she tells them this word for Mara here, it means bitter. She said, the Lord has not been good to me. I think this is danger, and I know that because I've been there recently. When we think that people are talking bad about us, and when we think that people are being cruel to us, whispering about us, it's easy to believe what they're saying. You see, God had been with Naomi. Yes, she had went through great loss, but look what she says. The Almighty has afflicted me. She says, God is the cause of this. God is the reason for this. But yet what we know is God never told her and her husband to go to Moab. God never told them to leave the protection and blessing of Israel. God never told them to go and live and dwell and intermarry with a pagan culture. But when we're hurt, when we're wronged, when we feel betrayed, When we feel that things aren't going our way, we always want to blame someone else. And Christian tonight, what we see here from Naomi is really a good thing. She's honest, but she's not completely honest. She said, oh yes, those bad things have happened, but it's not my fault. It's God's fault. And friends, I want you to look up here. The sin in your life is not God's fault. It's your fault. The trials and tribulations that you're going through, God has allowed. But he also promised to be the way out. And so tonight, be very careful when you're in those tough situations, those difficult relationships, those broken moments of life, not to have false humility. Oh, I know I'm just so bad, but I'm just going to blame everybody else. Well, I know I shouldn't have done what, what, that, that I, that I, that what I did or said what I said, but they did it to me first. Don't do that. Repent. Acknowledge it. And let God work. You see, she says, I went out full and the Lord has brought me home again empty. You see, she did say something true here. Because God will take from you What becomes more important to you than Him? Don't miss that. God will take from you what becomes more important to you than Him if you're a Christian. You say, Jake, my marriage is the most important thing to me. Be careful. Don't do that. God is in the business of tearing down idols whether it's idols that we worship in our personal life, it's idols that we have in our marriage, it's idols that we have at work. The Bible says that you will have one God and no others. And friendships can become idols. The opinions of other people can become idols. Money can become an idol. Our hobbies can become an idol. Our families can become an idol. And so tonight I want to challenge you. To let God really deal with you through His Spirit and say, Lord, what do I need to remove from the top place in my life and put you back up there? Because there's nothing wrong with family, there's nothing wrong with friends, there's nothing wrong with money, there's nothing wrong with hobbies, but when they become more important than Jesus, He'll either remove them from you or He'll let you keep them because you're never His. Whom the Lord loves, he chastens. And so tonight, I hope that you'll take that as a word of encouragement, a word of correction. And tonight, don't let what others think of you or say of you or what you think they're going to think of you keep you from being who God wants you to be. And as always, may God richly bless you and your family.